So we learned about the cardiopulmonary exam, and so you listen to different heart valve oh, sounds. Jesus. So you were trying to... No, so I just was walking her through, you know, where each on your body, where each of the uh, where you listen to different heart valves, right? And then boom. So I was studying, and then it turned because yeah, you were feeling her boobs at that same time. It up, right? And you, gotta, you gotta move your nipple around. So I'm, here. I'm studying, walking her through what I did that day, and then just pull it to the side. Real quick. <laughs> See what you do is you gotta rub this over. Here. You gotta get a little wet. Let me just put my tongue. Well, on. the apex of the heart is in the fifth intercostal space. Yes, at the mid clavicular line, which is right there. Keep going at the so... nipple, right at the nipple. Welcome to your football fantasy. Okay, we're back here. Week 13. Is it week 13? Yeah. Uh, week 13. Episode 45 NFL. Episode number 45. You know, Bullfrog wants to go to Vegas to record the 50th. Might be you and, might be you and a Bullfrog trip. I can't go to fucking Vegas. Why not? I'm going to Vegas in February. There you go. Over my anniversary. There you go. Without my wife. That sounds real good. <laughs> Recipe for success. I agree. I'm only planning on losing a few thousand dollars. And if I get blown while I'm out there. But it's fine. okay if you get blown, but you bring home money. Yes, if I bring home money. <laughs> I wonder okay. what the amount of money is that makes that okay. <laughs> uh, we're here in week 13 for Fantasy Football Show. There is just so much to talk about. Today, which is November 30th, Friday night, a lot of interesting shit has just Happened. We've been talking about it before the show. I can't wait. It's going to be the last bit of news we do, though. Before we get into the news, we should say that the Big Wiz is here, as always. He's loyal. Well, I had to hold down the show. I mean, I, I, I care about our listeners, and I, I would I'm just afraid for them if it's just you by yourself. What would happen? Like on Tuesday. Yeah. Like great calls on Tuesday shows. <laughs> I don't remember who I suggested you pick up, but it's going to work out for you if you got them. Bullfrog is not here. Okay, so he called me. I, I I want to tell the listeners this. He called me. This is the only the second time since I've known him that he actually dialed the number and made a like phone call to me. Usually it's just text. He texts all day long, every day. He doesn't work very hard at his job, so he's just texting constantly. But he called me for the second time ever, and immediately you're concerned, right? I was. Well, he called me to tell me that he lost his voice. And he couldn't be on the show. You're allowed to laugh out loud. Okay, yeah. <laughs> How did he sound? Yeah, bad. Like, it was hard to hear him. But why do you... Like, <laughs> he doesn't make phone calls. Why would he call me to tell him? Anyway, he's not here. Lost his voice. Uh, he's trying to recover. He's got a child's birthday party to throw tomorrow morning, I think. Was that because he sucked too much cock? That's, he said something about his prison plan. I think. It's hard to understand. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. He's jumping on board. So, anyway, the point is... Um, we're not alone, just the two of us this time around. We brought in a special guest. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you have heard this kid's name, but you haven't heard his voice yet. Please welcome, for the first time ever on your football fantasy, the good doctor. Uh, hello. It's a, bit, it's a great honor to be here. Yes, uh, yes it is a great it's, honor. It's uh, pretty surreal having listened to this. Well, you do have your lab coat on, your white coat, as we call it. No, believe it or not, medical students don't always wear those. They, sh- they should. <laughs> yeah, but you have yours on for the show. It makes yeah. it better that you way. You don't have to tell them you're a student. If they think you're a doctor, maybe they'll give <laughs> you advice. Oh, well. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we're happy to have you here I'm on the show. Out. We literally 
just beat down your door tonight and forced you to come over here to the studio. Newly renovated studio. Looks great. Doesn't it look great? The paint. Nobody Amazing. likes nobody likes the colors. I think it's a level two finish though, right there. Two finished. A level two. A level that's a drywall, that's not paint something. Well I would I think there's some errors. That does not pass industry standard. Yeah, you see some flashing there, yes. Yeah. I've discussed that with my project manager already. <laughs> He's on it. Yeah, all right. <clears throat> but yes, this is short notice, but always ready to talk football and fantasy. Football. He says that, but we've invited him out before. All right, that's so, not actually true. We've invited him out before. I know he just doesn't come. He yeah, says he he's always come. ready. He's always ready, but he's not ready. Never ready. Never ready. Uh, let's get to the news because the last bit's going to be important. But there's a lot of bullet points before that last one. This week in football. Uh, this week in football, lots and lots happened this week. Lots and lots <laughs> happened today, like I said. Let's start here. Cody Kessler was named the starter for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Blake Bortles benched for Cody fucking Kessler. Are they, are they just phoning it in? What's going on with this team? Do is it, Does this mean we just fucking fire sell every one of our Jacksonville Jaguar offensive pieces for fantasy purposes because the team is just giving it up? Trying to get themselves a draft pick, or do they think? And do you think Cody Kessler can do something? No, I think no. You, you, yeah, yeah. The answer is no. Well, I think. Keep in mind, this is a team that went to the AFC Championship game last year. I think they are lost for words. They don't know what's going on with this offense, and they're trying to do anything they can. I think that they realize their season's over. Fournette's too dumb to figure out to actually stay in games. Otherwise, he would actually still be good. Mm-hmm. Um, or playable. Punch somebody. P- punch someone random. That's another piece of news. He's suspended for this game as well. We're going to talk about this game a couple of times throughout the course of the show because of these things. So this week, Cody Kessler's name starter. Fournette is set. They fired their offensive yeah. coordinator at the same time. Nathaniel Hackett gone out of town. Uh, well, just... they, they can't not make the playoffs, right? There's no chance. Yeah, they're done. Yeah. They're, they're just... I, I, Maroon's probably trying to save his job, right? I mean, by firing everybody else. Well, also, if you went to the NFC Championship game last year, I mean, I think changes have to happen. I think they're, they're... Who the fuck knows? For sure. You want any Jaguars over there, Doctor? Nope. I, 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 the team just looks disorganized, looks like a mess, and I don't think the players honestly want to be there. That's not a recipe for success. Just keep 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 it that way. You don't want to own any of these guys. Uh, how about Jack Doyle? He only came back from injury, what, four weeks ago? Now he's gone to the IR... I told you Eric Ebron was a great draft pick for our dynasty team. I don't think you liked it. I did not like it. You, you were, were all on that Adam Shaheen train. <clears throat> now Eric Ebron is going to break the record for most touchdowns for a tight end in a single season. Yeah, it's interesting because Doyle was beating the hell out of him, Ebron, in targets per game when, when he was there and playing. Oh, but, yeah. but Ebron was continuously outscoring him in touchdowns the whole year, even when Doyle was there. He's like uh, last year's Jimmy Graham but on steroids. Well, I don't think really – I mean, this – all this – this isn't – this just helps Ebron more. That's all this does. Yeah, it doesn't hurt the team. doesn't hurt anybody no. else. Ebron's just going to get it done. Do you own any Indianapolis Colts tight ends, Doctor? Uh, I don't, That's but too bad. I wish I could. I, I did own Doyle. You can go get Mo Alley Cox. Well, in the future, I just know that if someone recently left the Lions, I'm definitely going to draft them in the coming sure, years. Sure, there you go. So, cause sure. It's another, another ex-Lion who seems to figure it out once they leave, so. Let's talk starting quarterbacks no longer starting for their team. How about Andy Dalton to the IR? What do you hurt his hand or his thumb or something? Uh, that means Driscoll's going to get the start. 
Same question as the Cody Kessler thing. What's going to happen to the relevant fan? There are a lot more relevant fantasy football players yeah. on the Bengals, even on the team that's not been playing well. You got Mixon, Green, Boyd, even John Ross of late. What happens I, I like Driscoll here. Yeah, I, he has enough. He has enough fantasy players around him. Mixon being very good, AJ Green's good, and Boyd's good. That I think you could, you might be able to. Again, talk about streaming all the time. There's an opportunity here to start Driscoll and get points out of him. I I agree. Um, in the past, when he's he's spelled Dalton or whatever, earlier this season, they showed that they weren't afraid to run with him. And if a quarterback can get a rushing touchdown, I mean that can change that can change your week. Uh, as or a rushing yards disproportionately yeah. scored in fantasy for quarterbacks. Exactly. And then for as a Mixon owner, if this was a well coached team, they would probably rely on him a little bit more, <laughs> give him the ball over twenty that's times a, a game. That's a big if. But I'm not holding my breath. So here's a quick question for you guys on this. I did pick up Kessler and Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. I also have Eli Manning. I, I am going to bench Eli Manning against the Bears this week. And you're going to play Kessler? Or Driscoll. Which one would you play? I would play Driscoll. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. But, I mean, that's Absolutely. what I'm saying. Like, again, I, I play in two-quarterback league. To me, Driscoll's a good play here, better than Eli Manning against the Bears, even though, for the most part, Eli Manning for the last three or four weeks has been, has been very playable. Yeah, that defense is legit. Yeah, Driscoll's the go. Uh, in that situation, he did come in last week and play a little bit, and he looked good. He threw a nice touchdown pass to Tyler Boyd, who yep. has disappeared in recent weeks. So, um, you know, as a Boyd owner in some leagues, I'm hopeful that maybe there's a connection here that Driscoll likes and he sticks to it. AJ Green is coming back, he is back this, this week. week, so we'll see how that holds up. John Ross is probably done, regardless of the quarterback, because AJ Green's back. But all right, next piece: uh, Gus Edwards, running back in Baltimore. Now he is a little hampered by injury this week. Uh, as is Alex Collins, but the coaching staff said we want to continue to get him more work each week. He's getting better and better. We like that. The team did, or was, last I read, considering bringing Kenneth Dixon back to the active <laughs> roster. Probably just depth because these guys are dealing with injury. Um, anybody in here managed to get a Gus Edwards stock? No, I did not. Did you try? Um, yeah, but he was already picked up in my leagues. Yeah. The do- everyone else had more dollar values or dollar levels. Was, was he the guy that was ninety-seven dollars, ninety-eight dollars in ours? Well, quick question for you though is what what is the the ratio versus Edwards and uh, Collins here? Uh, it's not close. I want to say the first game in it was seventeen-seven Gus Edwards over Alex Collins. What? That first game with Lamar Jackson, I think that's what it was. I how many tell you how many times did Lamar Jackson carry the ball? Twenty-six that yeah. first game. So th- we'll see. Yeah, but Edwards, Edward, you know they're. They're just running it. That's all they're doing with Lamar Jackson. Speaking of, Lamar Jackson looks like, well, he's going to start this week. The team said, yeah, maybe Flacco's back at practice, but he needs a good week of practice. I'm I'm just going to put it out there. Lamar Jackson is going to be the starter rest of season. Flacco's not getting his job back. Does anybody disagree? Winning cures all, as long as he wins. Winning cures all, and they're they're in the playoff hunt right now. So yep. he, they're going to say, they're not going to change now. Right. We'll keep riding it. Yep. Um, ride that pony. And, you know, I don't know if even if Lamar Jackson loses a game, he's gonna give, they're going to give it up. Even if he loses, well, maybe two games. At this point of the year, it's pretty late. Their, their, their playoff homes are, hopes are going to be decided pretty quickly here. Um, I think they like the fact that they're, they're trying out their rookie quarterback that they drafted really high. Yeah. I, I, and they're just going to, it's going to give them the opportunity. <laughs> I think Flacco's gone next year. Uh, they're going to let him go, save $10 million in their, in their cap. 
Just so you know, his quarterback rating last week was 35.7. It's, yeah, it was bad. Miserable. But he scored a couple touchdowns. Ran for eight, another 78 yards or something like that. He had two touchdowns, yes, and you're right on that. And, by the way, Collins had zero carries last week. Last week, zero. He was Yeah, he was injured. I don't think he played. I don't think he suited up. Uh, all right, next up here, Marvin Jones to the IR. I kind of <laughs> wish our uh, local Detroit Lions fan was here to discuss we the have. Detroit wide receiver. No, he's not a Detroit Lions. He kind of is. He's a Miami Dolphins Dolphins fan, for life. Doctor. Oh, come on. Uh, but with Marvin Jones, that's got to mean Galladay, who's been playing well anyway, just kind of goes off rest of season. Um, y'all agree? Is there somebody else you like? What about Bruce Ellington? <clears throat> He only has a, a, one hamstring. I'm pretty sure that he's playing with. So I do not like Bruce Ellington. I do like Galladay a lot. Galladay is definitely you can definitely play him each week because of his opportunity. Where do you think he finishes each week from here out? Galladay? Yeah. What top, top fifteen every, every week? Top fifteen. Oh yes, without a doubt. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, that, you, there's another part of that, and that, that is the fact that Carryon Johnson's been out, continues to be out, and will be out again this week. Is he out again this week? Yeah. Then maybe I would look at, uh, don't know if he's definitely, but I think I saw him on the Thanksgiving game. Uh, but Theo Riddick is always. Um, we'll talk about good. Theo pretty soon. And he's he's been on the he's been on the team for a long time, and uh, Stafford really likes him, and he's a great change of pace back. They're gonna they got to throw it to someone, sure. And he's shown that he can play well for them in the past. Let's flip to the defensive side, which we don't do very often here, um, as we are a fantasy football show that does not really. Subscribe to the IDP, but Akeem Talib is finally coming back to the Rams. Uh, Rams have been fifth worst against wide receivers so far in the year. Even though you remember early in the season, uh, we were saying that this defensive backfield was was historic. Just the names and the talent level they had. The whole back defense there. is like that. Talib went out and they fell apart in the defensive backfield. How quickly does his return uh, bring this entire defensive? Uh, just back to, to form and get this team just on that next level? Or does it at all? Do we need to start worrying about wide receivers against this team, wide receiver ones? Let me give you a couple numbers here. Um, Marcus Peters is giving up opposing passers 136 rating, okay? It's very good. Fucking, that's, that I is mean, that's a very good rating. Worst that's, in the NFL. Fourth worst in the NFL. The, the other side, Troy Hill is the other corner on this team, who has a rating of 127, which is 11th worst in the NFL. Jesus. I, obviously, Tlaib's going to help here. He's not going to save the fucking the, the Rams, though. Sure. I mean, the Rams defense. He doesn't need terrible. to save the team. The team's fine. But if Akeem <laughs> Tlaib comes back and he's got this, he, if he hasn't lost a step, which we'll see, um, you know, he could take he could take a man-on-man with the number one receiver and let, Peters go to the number two with safety help. That turns all of a sudden everybody a lot better on that. It just amazes me that a team that has a very good defensive line has defensive backs are just atrocious. Just bad. But I think what you saw in the Chiefs game was it's great when you have a great defensive line, but when there's how many offensive possessions a game, you know, Aaron Donald can only play so much. So much. Yeah. You know, so but I I think their matchup is great this week. Like we just talked about, I mean, who who do they have to throw to in Detroit? So. Uh, Trubisky's out again. Not good. Yeah, Chase Daniel looked good on Thanksgiving. Playing oh, against I wouldn't the say bad he, looked, he looked, didn't look good. He looked, he looked serviceable. Playing against a bad New York Giants defense. Do you think, do you think Chase Daniel can win again? And. Yes. At, do, would you consider, so we talked earlier, would you consider a Chase Daniel over a Driscoll or a Kessler if you're, if you're in a two quarterback league? 
looking to pick somebody up and stream them in that second quarterback spot this week. So this week he goes against the Giants. Um, another not a very good defense. Um, but I probably would say if I had the opportunity to, to if again, I, I if I had the opportunity to play Driscoll, he's the better option here. Uh, agreed, and I think uh, Eli Manning likes his interceptions, and the Bears' defense likes their interceptions as well. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. A couple defensive we, touchdowns if we see at least one, and at least a couple offensive touchdowns for the Bears that are you know twenty, thirty yard drives. We don't talk about it a lot, but you talk about IDP, right? Eddie Jackson scored what? I think th- four touchdowns in five weeks, three touchdowns in five weeks. Yeah, great IDP. Great IDP. I don't really know how you can. I don't know how IDP guys score or how you should value these guys, but yeah, you think Eddie Jackson has been an MVP? Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, Washington. Let's move to Washington. Chris Thompson is coming back, likely to play now and moving forward. Is he a viable flyer? Remember last year, Chris Thompson was a top twenty running back most of season, top ten or fifteen in a lot of those weeks. We know that AP can't really do that role anymore. We know that with Colt McCoy coming in, teams have been keying in on AP. Does the Chris Thompson move here open things up for AP? Is Chris Thompson worthy of having on your roster? Does Colt get a bump? Uh, does he change anything at all? Who does Washington play this week? Uh, they play the Eagles on Monday night. Um, yeah, I don't really like Chris Thompson here. Chris Thompson's got to go produce something. It's week 13. He hasn't. It hasn't done shit all year. They're gonna still pound the ball. With, they're gonna pound the rock with Adrian Peterson still. So no, he doesn't do anything for me. I, I just, I mean, maybe he has a decent game and gives them some options, but I don't think it's fantasy relevant. Yeah, six catches of forty yards might be the most you see at Chris Thompson. I I would be willing to put him on a roster to see. Do you want to make a bet for this week? I don't necessarily know how much he's gonna play this week. I would make a bet rest of season though. Do you make a bet like he never goes top 15? Ooh, top 15. I don't know that I would think he would go top 15. I'll go top 20. No, that's top way too much. 16. There's too much There's too much room in there. This guy, he bitches so much about bets. He just doesn't make them. All right, let's get to the really important piece. Just a couple hours ago, well, I guess later, earlier today, maybe a few hours ago, the Kareem Hunt video hits TMZ. I watched it. Did y'all watch it? I did. Yeah, I watched. I don't it. think Wiz watched all of it. Uh, maybe I didn't because it didn't. It looked bad. I just compared to Ray, like you said, Ray Rice or Joe Mixon. Those were all more. There were a bunch of people holding. There were a bunch of people trying to hold Cream Hunt back. Which look, he looks strong, man. He was throwing <laughs> dudes across hallways. Arm tackles don't work. No, <laughs> no. Um, anyway, more news came out. He went on the exempt list after that, in just a couple of minutes. Just a couple of minutes before we fucking started recording this show, the Kansas City Chiefs released Kareem Hunt. Kareem fucking Hunt. The NFL rookie rushing leader last Not year. Not rookie rushing leader. Last the year. NFL's rushing leader. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Last As year. a rookie. Give me some reactions. What were you guys' thoughts when you saw this stuff come out, when you saw he was released? A little surprised about the released. Um, a that's That's a, I mean... Uh, and the, how quickly they did it, I mean, there was no, I mean, that was really fast. And yeah. uh, in their statement, they said that they had interviewed him earlier in the season about this incident. And according to the when the video was released, they saw that he lied. And obviously that doesn't cut it 
for that organization. Uh, but strictly speaking about football, I think this really hurts their Super Bowl aspirations because now they become, I think, very one-dimensional. A very good one-dimension, but still, you know, it's in the playoffs, you have, uh, even for the, if they make it all the way to the Super Bowl, you have two weeks to prepare. You know, it's just tough to only throw the football and not have... Well, we're going to hear about their running options later in the show with Spencer Ware coming in here, who, don't forget, Kareem Hunt was not supposed to get a starting role at all on this team. The team was all in on Spencer Ware to begin last season before he was injured, and that's the only reason Hunt got his opportunity to be the rushing... There's the word punter right there. Yep. <laughs> yep. After she I wouldn't say a punter, he just kind of... If he didn't get pulled away by that tiny blonde <laughs> right before the kick. Uh, look, I rode Kareem Hunt and Patrick Mahomes and that stack into the playoffs in my home league. They were pretty much the only two guys that performed each week. They're a I'm, top five screen offense. I'm pissed. It should be. I mean, not about him hitting a chick, but about him. I'm suffering more than he's suffering. Let's put it that way. The guy is... <laughs> I don't know. Well, ah, that's a pretty far reach. Well, yet. I was suffering more than he was when he was on the exempt list getting paid not to do anything. Yes. But I guess now that he's cut. Now he's cut. Although... As we talked about beforehand, exactly. You know, we think he's going to end up getting picked up by another team. Probably not till next year. Yeah, but you're you're right on this, okay? Right? Like your point is, he's going to get he's get paid by someone at 23 years old. No running back gets out of their rookie contract at 23 years old. But 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 Unless I wonder. You're Kareem Hunt. I wonder and if you kicked the bitch as the uh, as the commissioner has all every rule possible, right? Like he he, he can do whatever the hell he wants. He's a tyrant. I wonder if, if he some sort of exemption here again that that you're still a player under your rookie contract or whatever it is. I don't know. Ooh, I'm, I'm I'm not sure the players' association would allow something like that. Players' association again. We're going down. The, this is a new something new that's something happening. New. It's never right? happened quite like this before. I think he ends up getting signed somewhere else and getting paid a lot more money than he's making this year. For an NFL, yeah, but I, I think go back to fantasy purposes. This fucking kills a team that so like your team, who's been who's been been carried by a guy yes. on top five offense that is now gone. Yeah, I was I was I was telling you guys earlier, my running backs on that team now are uh, Sony Michelle, Josh Adams, which was a big pickup for me, especially now, and the only one the one I have on the team is Elijah McGuire. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, I'm fucked. You've been talking about him for a while. How, how much I'm you like fucked. Him. Anyway, uh, not literally. Look, no, I've not. I've not been fucked in a while. Uh, <laughs> that's Kareem Hunt, guys. No longer an NFL player. Kareem Hunt. You know what it is? It's because he went to Toledo. Fucking Toledo. Well, they're just the, the whole goddamn the, Toledo. Do you think that's the dirtiest Rockies. state in the in the nation? The Ohio? entire state of Ohio. Yeah. I don't think Gross. that. Well, you think that. Disagree completely. <laughs> no? I think the city of Toledo oh. is one of the dirtiest cities. The Glass City is one of the grossest cities. Everything associated with it. Understand that UT was my big college rival when I went to BG. All right, guys. We do have a lot of show to get to. I know that's exciting, but let's 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 try to play a game with the good doctor. I'm really bad at this one. Let's see if you can beat me. Big Wiz and his stat of the week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I'm a receiver. <clears throat> I currently have five TDs, 804 receiving yards. We're playing. Who am I? Okay, your job is to guess who this is. Okay. You currently have five TDs, 804 receiving yards. Tyler Lockett. Okay. He is currently. You should say I am currently first person. I am currently Thank Thank targeted 30 percent of my routes. I am currently targeted on 30 percent of my routes. Okay. Which is 
tied for first overall, or tied with Julio Jones. Is it Odell Beckham Jr.? (laughs) We talked about him earlier in the show, in this team, and how they have no fucking receiving options on this other than this character. And that's the reason why he's being targeted 30% of the time. Is this Kenny Galladay? It is. Wow. He is being targeted 30% of his on his routes, okay? That is insane. <clears throat> Correct. So talk about someone who we talk about where is he gonna finish type of team. That's important, right? That, yeah. that, there, there's tons of value here with Kenny Galladay. There's nowhere else to go to with the ball. Doctor, you're supposed to speak during yeah. this game. You can't be fucking yeah, looking yeah. up <laughs> Were you trying to research? No, you no, can't was, fucking look at stats. Just, just, I wasn't looking at stats. Kenny Galladay just, just wow. Just behind Julio Jones and pers- wow. Okay. Who am I? I two more to go. Oh, we're still going. We're yeah. still going. Okay. I am, I'm from Alabama. Played in Alabama. At Each, the University of Alabama. University of Alabama. Each of the last four seasons, I have gone over 1,400 yards. If if I get 95 yards on Sunday, I will be the first receiver ever to have five consecutive seasons of 1,400 yards. Ever. Julio Jones. Ding, ding, ding. Doctor got it right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where anybody played in college. Except for Kareem Hunt. Currently leads the league with 1,305 yards. You you talk about it, he just continuously produces. Ridiculous. Last but not least, this guy went to the U. That's that's you, buddy. I currently have four TDs, three rushing, one receiving. I am eighth in the league in rushing. Eighth in the... Oh, Lamar Miller. Ah, uh, Lamar. Doctor's <laughs> fucking good at this After game. After 175 yards. Did you see, did yards. You see his touchdown? And I have the longest rush of the season, 97 yards. Yeah, he's slow. He's methodical. He's pretty fast on that touchdown. More importantly, he, that's the longest rushing touchdown in the league since Lamar Miller ran for 97 yards a few years ago and scored a touchdown. He's never been a slow plotting running back. He's always been a speed guy. What are you talking about? People complain. He, he's he's the last one to have it. To he's the only guy. Fast. He, he, yeah, he, he's the only guy to have more than, I think it was like a 92 or 90 yard rushing touchdown in the last 10 years. Hmm. And he's done it twice. Interesting. Yeah. He's fast. That was a great touchdown. Yeah, he looked fast as shit on that. All right. Let's go to mail. Yep. Come on. Here's the mail, it never fails It makes me want to wag my tail When it comes, I want to wail Alright, let's get serious for a minute here, guys I want to I want to throw a shout-out here to one of our listeners This guy has been with us since we the very beginning Right? He, he likes and comments and uh, on all of our posts I believe he either asked a question or wrote us a review very early on his Twitter handle is at SARS Monster. His name is John James Wilkins. Dude lives in Korea, teaching kids in Korea English. Uh, really cool dude, really good dude. He is right now in uh, chemo, right? Fighting for his life. Skin cancer, which you don't ever think about as a super serious cancer. At least I don't. I did find out that one person dies per hour of skin cancer. So it's, it, it is pretty serious. Uh, he makes light of it on Twitter all the time, posts jokes about what chemo's doing to his body. But, look, I just want to throw a shout-out here to you, John. Uh, you know, we, we stand behind you. We support you. We hope you we win your fight with cancer so that we don't lose a listener. We're shy on him as it is. Uh, we appreciate you listening to the show. We appreciate your input on the show. Uh, good luck, buddy. I uh, just want to put that out there. All right, I'm going to take a shot for John. Anybody else? Every once in a while, you get a little heartfelt, but- 
on the show. Yeah, I don't fuck her. Nobody else taking a shot? I'll finish mine. This one's for you, Sars Monster. Doctor's pouring his. You got four bottles in front of you. <laughs> yeah, I had to get serious for a little bit. He's been posting some stuff on Twitter for a while about... And we, have, we brought the good doctor on the show just for John. Just for John. Doctor, how are his chances? Tough to say, but he sounds like a badass, so... Uh, John, he is a badass! You're gonna kick it. You're a badass, John. Alright, we do have a question, though, from a listener. Emailed in from somebody... Tastes like apple pie. Calls yeah. himself... <laughs> yeah, calls himself PDC... Like Petey, and then the letter C. Oh, that's what you meant. Yeah. Uh, his question is pretty general, not specific about players. Uh, he wants to know what do we do, or what do you do differently during the playoffs? What strategies change now as opposed to during the season? This is a pretty wide-open question. It can go lots of ways. I will let you guys think about it for a little while. I'll, I'll, I'll jump in here. Because um, there's a lot of things that you do differently. And really, there are things that you do differently, depending on where you're at, whether you're fighting for... Or, you know, if you're already sitting in the playoffs or you're totally outside of the playoffs. So one of the things I want to talk about, which will come up again later for me in the show, um, when you get at this point in the year and you start thinking about streamers, defense, tight end, or quarterback, one of the things that I do differently is no longer just look at this week, but I start looking at the next few weeks because uh, it, it you want somebody that is going to have a good playoff run. If you can pick up a defense now, for example, the Tennessee Titans have a very cush rest-of-season defensive schedule. So I'm looking between them, the Miami Dolphins, the Indianapolis Colts. All three of those teams right now were my choices for streaming defense. Uh, and I'm going to pick the one on my team that has the best rest-of-season schedule because I want to try to set myself up now so I don't have to fight with the other people in the playoffs to get these people um, later. So I start looking more long-term instead of... That's interesting. You're talking about long-term, and to me, I, I, I'm I'm looking at it on a week-by-week basis here. You don't have the opportunity to lose, so you need to play to win the game. I'm willing to bench Eli Manning or someone else for Driscoll because of that reason. To me, exactly. if, the, if the opportunities are there and you think you have a higher higher value on a, on a player, I, don't be afraid to bench someone that you've been riding all, all year. Yeah. For a better, for a better, and I, th- I think matchup. that comes in part down to what, where are you? Like, are you fighting right now to yes. get in? Are you already in the playoffs? Do you have Todd Gurley, or are you literally riding each week yes. on like you know right. random guys? Just somebody else, yeah. You got any advice for people going into the playoffs here, Doctor? Um, you know, I'm pretty new to the whole fantasy football game. Don't, don't admit that but, to people. <laughs> we only bring yeah, you know, out with, <laughs> with my large amounts of success in my short time. Uh, I would just probably say, you know, I think sometimes, especially when it's, you know, you're fighting for to get into the playoffs or it is that, you know, the playoffs, you want to kind of maybe get too cute and overthink things. But, I mean, unless you think your stud's going to get rested because it's week 17. and Or because he just got cut from his team. Or from that, yeah. Because he, yeah. Uh, but, you know... Um, you know, you dance with the girl that brought you, right? Like, if, if player studs don't get too cute. Listen to you. Player, stu- player studs don't get too cute yet at that. Here's, okay, here's some other pieces of advice. You know, all year long, and, and I think this is sort of my role on this show for whatever that means, um, I am all about picking up flyers all year long. I will I will pick up your Elijah Maguires when I see them coming back in. I will go really pick up player. your Chris Thompsons coming back in. And I do that not because I think they are fantasy studs, but... Should something work out in their favor and they do end up getting a bigger target, I want to be ahead of the curve on that. 
Going into the playoffs, I throw that strategy out the window. Now I'm using those same bench spots to do things like, which I should have taken my own advice earlier this week, but uh, picking up handcuffs for my stud running backs. If I'd have gone out and got Spencer Ware this week during my waiver wire day, then I'd have been fine, right? I'd, it doesn't matter if you lose your guy. But, you know, you don't need to have these guys that might maybe someday do it Instead, get yourself a little bit of security for your stud players on that team. One of the other things you can do with your weight, your bench spots, if you've got bench spots available at this point, is look at the people you're playing and see what you can do to fuck them over. Are they streaming quarterbacks? If they are streaming quarterbacks, maybe the week before, pick, a, pick up a couple of the options that they might look to next week just to fuck them over so they can't have a good streaming option. Don't, to your point is don't be afraid to make your, your opponents weaker. Yeah, if, if that means that you, if you store someone on your bench, it doesn't matter. You're yeah, taking players the away. on the bench, right? It's, so, yeah. to, so what I'm saying is the way that I use my bench spots are different in the playoffs and leading up to the playoffs than in the season. I don't give a shit about these flyer guys anymore. I want to either hurt my opponent or give myself security. Smart. Good recommendations. Anything else? All right, PD, that's you a little... You play to win the game. Alright, so um, we're going to take some shots here. A lot of the shots go to Bullfrog as they usually do. Also, we've got a bunch of sh- bets. Do you think he purposely doesn't show up when he owes a lot of shots? He doesn't owe as many That's shots as I That's why he called you so that he could prove to you that he's losing his that voice. That his voice was gone, right? He actually has less, he owes me less, he owes less shots than I owe this week. We should have sent you over there to diagnose him. How bad of a, is, is his... I'm talking laryngitis. Laryngitis. Yeah. Strap throat, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to say because he, you know, he could be faking it over the phone. It's he, hard to tell. For sure he could be, for sure. Um, but so we're going to save some, of the, like we did the last time he missed, we're going to save some of the shots that he was involved in, some of the bets, shots that he was involved in for next week when he's back. Yes, sir? Can the good doctor make bets for Bullfrog? Yep. <laughs> All right. Any bets you want. Kareem Hunt, top ten. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the door's so, open now. So. so, look, our first one, accountability stats. Bullfrog actually won this one with the 71%. I'm coming in next at 57. And the big whiz at a 29%. Had a bad week. Really bad, punctuated by his Christian McCaffrey. I just want to I want to apologize listeners because I agree that that was just it was bad matchup. I I felt I had to get aggressive and uh, it was a bad 40 idea. 40 some points in <clears throat> most league standards. Number 1 fantasy producer. It was impressive. So you can shot shoot that shot. Oh yeah. Kind of sweet, kind of shitty. 3 in the pink, 2 in the stink. I don't have to tell you how it went, but I'm going to tell you how it went. Good doctor's here. We're going to run his team down a little bit because uh, he's in here, too. Bullfrog lost it. He will take that shot next week. Of course he lost it with a negative 31, but it wasn't the worst on the league. At Goal Line Gurus did a little bit worse with a negative 49. Most of the people in our group had a negative. However, there's a nice bright spot for the first time since week six. We had a player go over 100 positive points this week. Who was that? That was the uh, the the lead dog. G Libertino is God, opening it. it up. Brad D. His first negative score of the year came this week with a negative four. So now our numbers one two go like this. Giancarlo's sitting up there with 818 positive points, and Brad with a 635 is uh, is looking up. 
quite a ways. Fucking Gene Carroll is just hammering people the shit out of people right now. He's getting it done. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up his team and take a look to see see just how he's doing it. This week got a got a positive boost from uh, Juju. Got a positive boost from Manny Sanders, who's finally come back on again for him. It's been a while. Peyton Barber is his just a tip guy that has How been scoring. How is he winning him. with those t- players? He, well, he got plus 38 from Barber, plus 25 from Sanders, plus 17 from Juju. And his ugly stick, Mike Evans, like a lot a lot of the people in the group have scored in points. And Rashad Penny is his 10-foot pole with a plus 37. Uh, he just picked good value across the board. Now, we did have a positive, only one positive player in the three of us. This week, man, uh, let, let let the listeners guess who that would be. I ended with a negative sixteen. Bullfrog ended with his <laughs> negative thirty-one, and the bullfrog is uh, the big whiz. Rather, is coming on strong. Royce Freeman trying as hard as he can to pull you down. He just can't do it. His negative thirty-two didn't hurt you that bad. Aaron Jones, the twenty-seven, in the positive. Mike Williams, a positive thirty-six. Mike Evans, a positive eleven, and Shady gotcha. 19, you have the second highest score in the group this week. And 61 bumps you up to fourth can place. I, can, I, can I catch Brad? I don't think you can catch Brad. Where am I at? Tell you. Right now, sir, you are sitting at 299 points to his 635. That's real hard. Your goal at this point is to, to catch and surpass the Kai Missioner. Who's sitting at 352? It's within reach. He's been in the positive each of the last five weeks. He's only got one negative on the entire year so Ooh, far in week seven. So, he's so that's going to be tough. He's been consistent. He scored a 45 this week. Good doctor, you've been falling. You started out so strong, but your positive 21 this week did bump you. Well, no, you're sitting right where you were sitting before the week started, right in the middle of the pack. You, sir, are number six in our group. I fell to number. Eight this week with my third negative in a row. We'll see what happens next week. I'll tell you what will happen next week. Bullfrog's going to lose again. <laughs> <laughs> he will get last place again. All right, guys, we picked studs last week as well. The uh, studs that we picked last week, I lost that one. I picked Odell Beckham Jr., thought it was going to work out for me. He ended up as wide receiver 29 on a week that he absolutely had no reason not to kick ass on. Who did you guys have? I don't remember. I had... L- Leonard Fournette, who would have finished number one if he not been a complete fucking idiot. Yeah, and Breda was the guy. Yes. Uh, running back four for you. Running back 15 uh, for Bullfrog there. I think Fournette had two touchdowns early in the first half. Yeah, the first half. Yeah. And then he decided to be a fucking moron. So I lost that one. I'll take that shot. I played well. We'll save that for as well. We're going to save that one. We're going to save that one. A couple of bets that were relevant for this week. <clears throat> daily, I finished first. We'll just say that because that's important. In our dailies, you did finish first. 124 points overall. Bullfrog finished last, which is disappointing because that sort of <laughs> his role here. The- uh, again, you had Fournette. Who's the other running back you had out there? I matched Saquon. up Fournette and Barkley. So I'm looking at these games early on, and I see both of them score two touchdowns in the first <laughs> quarter of those games. I'm like, fuck it. I texted you and said I think he got it at this point. Oh, and Pettis scored a touchdown right away. And Pettis scored his touchdown yeah. pretty quickly. I just, I did try to come back. My team put up a late, late showing. I scored a 114. I was close, but... Not quite enough. You and I also had a bet this week, the Denver Broncos versus Pittsburgh Steelers. Turned out to be a really close game. It's a good game. Very really good game. Really good game. Three points gives you the win, so pour me this shot. Where's my bottle? Where's that bottle? <clears throat> Gotta pour you the shot. Hang on. Pour me that shots, shot. Shots, shots, shots. <clears throat> you should be prepared for this. Doctor, why aren't you pouring our shots? 
It's not my job. <laughs> Before I take There's it, I'll, I'll announce this other bet. You and I had one other bet this week as well, and it had to do with the worst call ever made on this show. Christian McCaffrey, I said he'd get 15 or more. You said he'd get 15 or less. He scored 45. So, I mean, making the statement that's the worst call ever on the show is pretty... Pretty garbage call. Yeah. Well, I agree with you, but there's a lot of bad calls coming from, from mostly where you sit. I, I, I don't believe that's the case. <clears throat> Ooh, that's a good one. We're going to, before we move off of shots, because all of the rest of these involve Bullfrog in one way or another, either he won a bet or he lost something badly, uh, we're going to go ahead and let the good doctor take a shot because, uh, why the fuck not? <clears throat> because he's sitting in Bullfrog's butt and he's going to be betting for Bullfrog. Well, please make some good bets for Bullfrog. I'll, I'll do my best, but uh, no promises. Well, yeah. Well, do it, and do and it, you can come do back it for John. <laughs> of course. All right. Now we're going to get in and can't get it up. What's the matter? Big boy can't get it up. I went full whiz on my can't get it up this week, this first one. And I picked Austin Eckler. Who, in nobody's mind, <laughs> is a stud. Except that, this week, Melvin Gordon, gone. Presumably going to step in as the big dog. Had 20 fantasy points last week. Did really well for me I'm in one of my flex positions. But I'm going to name him as my can't-get-it-up player this week. I'm starting. I hope that's okay with you guys. Uh, look, the, the Chargers are playing against the Steelers. Ninth best team against running backs on the year. Only Fournette, CMC, and Hunt uh, have gone for more than 65 yards against them. Actually, Philip Lindsay did it last week as well. But those guys are fucking great. They're all better than Austin Eckler, even Philip Lindsay, who looks amazing. Uh, looks like second-best rookie running back in the league right now. Running backs against the Steelers <laughs> are only averaging 21 receiving yards per game. Eckler's made his nut in receiving yards this year. Even in the last game he played, I don't think he had any rushing yards at all, but he, he went for it in the, in the air, caught some passes. No back has had more than five catches against the Steelers. Again, last week, Eckler's 20 points came when he had 10 catches uh, all by themselves. Not to mention Justin Jackson is going to step into this game and do some work. He actually out-carried Eckler after Gordon went down last week. Seven carries to five, which isn't a big turn, but with a week's practice, I expect Jackson to get some work, but neither of these guys are going to do really well. Um, so, you know, I, as a Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler ho owner, I'm hoping I'm wrong on this one, but I don't think I'm going to get the points that I need. Is it because of opportunity or what? That I don't think he's going to get it? Yes. Uh, I I don't think he's going to get as much opportunity <clears throat> as people think, and I think that defense is going to shut down the run game and him coming out of the backfield to catch passes. Okay. Just a, a, a whole slew of things that are going to work against him this week. Who's got a running back? I've got two of them for for the listeners. Um, the first one I'm going to go is Delvin Cook against the Patriots. Um, Cook has been relatively weak the whole year, but folks, the, the key stat here is the Patriots have only given up three rushing TDs in the last ten games. That is a huge number um, and a large amount for Cook to climb, which he's not going to do because he hasn't done it all year. Um, he has really. There's another key stat for the listeners. He has only had ten carries per game. And that's the most he's had all year, and that's just not enough opportunity. We talk about opportunity all the time. Ten carries is not going to get it done on a weekly basis. Um, another important 
fact here is that the Vikings actually rank third in pass attempts. Again, just like just like we said, in line with, with 10 carries per game, he's just not getting the opportunity. They're going in different directions to yeah. Diggs and Thielen is who they get the ball to. My other running back here on this list is Saquon Barkley, again, going against the Bears. Ballsy. Very ballsy. Um, so there's some key facts for you guys. The Bears are the fifth in running back points, right? They give it the least their the least amount, the fifth least amount of points to running backs. They've only given up three rushing TDs, and they have only given up 60 receptions and 83 targets and four TDs, right? So only seven total TDs for the year against running backs. Um, there was actually five games this year that Barkley has gone for under four yards per carry. Mm-hmm. He's very inefficient. He's very inefficient is the, is, the, is the key stat there, right? Um, the most similar matchup here is that when, he, when Barkley went against Dallas... I think it was week three or four. He averaged 2.55 yards per carry. He did have 14 receptions. I think it's a good time that he will probably get... Um, Eli's going to dump the ball down to him. Just don't expect it to be 14 of these. So I think he's probably going to get six six receptions. Probably 60 yards, but he's not going to finish in the... You don't think he's getting in the end zone? Um, I think he's not going to finish in the top... 15 running backs. Well, I asked if he was going to get into the end zone. Well, let's come back to that bet. I do want to make a <laughs> bet. Uh, uh, well, how much How much you like that's the only bet you to make on Barkley? Yeah, I think he scores a touchdown. Because I don't think he's going to have a great game, but I think they feed him enough that he finds his way. Okay, in. but what's the, is, is that 15 points? Is that 10 points? What is that? Because, I mean, Barkley's been putting up 20 points per game plus. Yeah, I think he gets in the end zone. Pussy. With the ball. Bro, put some, rub some dirt in your pussy and grow up here. Says the guy that refuses to make a bet. I make bets all the time. I just win my bets. Yeah. I can't help you with While that. While you ladies are bickering, I'll just add in my two cents. I think both of these are great picks. I don't think they're going to put up great numbers, especially Dalvin Cook. I mean, I think the Patriots, I mean, they score points pretty well. I think they're going to – I think the the Vikings already throw the ball a lot, as was already said, and I think they're going to throw the ball even more during this game. And, yeah, it's all about opportunity and fantasy, and he's just – Dalvin Cook's just – not going to get those touches. Um, Saquon, I just, this Bears defense just looks like great. They're, they're flying around. They're like, great. Yeah. Are they the best defense in the NFL? Right now? Yes. Just by my eye test, honestly, yeah. They're just. Only because the Ravens have fallen off. I would have said four weeks ago the Ravens were the best defense in the league. Although. You- and then they went and played Carolina and got destroyed, and they haven't been the same since. Last night, don't forget about the Dallas looked fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it's really one good. of the best offenses in the game. Dallas did look great, but the other thing that I think the Bears stand out to me is uh, the ability to force turnovers. Obviously, you know with that uh, that defensive line and Mac, right? Like the the sacks and the strip the strip sacks are like uh you know they're becoming uh, a pretty regular thing. But also that secondary, they just they're reading the quarterback like it's all about it's all about that secondary obviously the front was going to be good but that secondary has been they they stepped up this year they look better because of that front so absolutely i just uh, and with with saquon i mean that offense the no one has is under the understanding that the offense the giants offensive line is great so i think they're just going to get eaten alive and barkley's going to have to make the first man miss you know two yards behind the line of scrimmage and uh, Eli's going to get sacked three, four times, if not more. So yeah, the only, the only thing I would, I would caution our listeners, again, Barkley is, I think, the number two overall running back. He's going to give you points. I just don't, I think it's going to be in that 15-point range. Again, he's going to get six, probably six receptions. 
for 60 yards. Because Maine's going to have to get rid of the ball quickly here. I'll do 15 points over under on a bet. We'll repeat from last week. Repeat from last <laughs> week. And I hope it's it ends the same way. It's a bet. Yay. All right. So those are the running backs. Uh, good doctor, you've got a can't-get-it-up wide receiver. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who that is and why you think owners should be cautious? Uh, my can't-get-it-up this week would be Antonio Brown of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. Um, you know, I know, you know, people think, and a lot of people rightfully say, he's the best wide receiver in the game. But I think this week it's it's time to temper down those expectations because he's playing against a Chargers defense that gets Joey Bosa back. Uh, and I think that's because they maybe play in the West Coast and a lot of people don't get to watch them, kind of forget that they could, they're they very well, when healthy, a top five defense in the league. Um, and this year has just been kind of weird. There's been a big disconnect between him and uh, Roethlisberger. Uh, this year he's uh to a stat to back that up he's having a catch rate of 57 percent it's a career low for him he lives in the 70 percent and above um to give you an idea of just like he's just not getting the the good targets of 123 targets this year 40 of them have been uncatchable I, again it's all about opportunity that's and a third of the targets yeah it that's a lot That'd be why he's only catching 57%. That turns that catch rate into a nice number, actually. Yeah, I mean, he's doing, he's he's still great, you know, fire up chips. Um, but the, uh, yeah, I just, you know, he's Antonio Brown. He's going to get you some points. But, I mean, if you're if you're banking on him to carry you to a victory this week, you might be disappointed. Yeah. I'm going to go quarterback here. I think it's the first time I've done a can't-get-it-up quarterback. Uh, and it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. You know, we tend to think he's pretty good at football, but this year he's had a rough go of it. This week, playing against the Arizona Cardinals, who are actually a really bad team, and like if you were to just look at team rankings, say it's in it's in Lambeau, you'd think maybe the Green Bay Packers are going to have their way, but look, okay, so Devontae Adams, first off, is going to be is going to be covered by Patrick Peterson all game, and Patrick Peterson is really good. I know Devontae Adams is too, uh, but outside of Devontae Adams, at least in the last three or four weeks, there's no clearly defined number two on the team. ESB, MVS, both of them are trying really hard to establish themselves, but they just can't get anything going with Aaron Rodgers. It looked like Scantling had something early, but he's absolutely fallen off. I think uh, Cobb has been questionable all week. I think he was just slated to be back in, so that's going to help him out a little bit. Uh, going into the week, but still, I think he's got a rough time because his target, there's nobody to throw at the ball to. Jimmy Graham's got a broken thumb out there. Uh, it's just not great. Arizona's defense, they're, the one thing that they're really good at is shutting down passing quarterbacks, right? They are second best against opposing quarterbacks on the league. Now, if you look at the slate of quarterbacks that they've played against, there haven't been a whole lot of really big name quarterbacks that have faced them, uh, but they've shut down whoever was put in front of them, which is all that we can ask of them. What is it that you were telling me earlier, Doctor? Aaron Rodgers has more throwaways than yeah, Drew Brees had more, in completions yeah. prior to last week, and that's and that's the thing is when we've seen uh, just uh, someone who watched the Packers a lot, it just he looks something looks different this year from the eye test. When he used to scramble and get out of the pocket, he would always find someone open. It's just not happening, and yeah. and I think a big reason is that. Outside of Devontae Adams, he just has no real rapport with anybody else on the team. Hundred um, percent. Look, in the in two is, is it that or is this guys just can't get open? A little bit of both, both probably. Yeah. Although 
when he has had receivers that he's really trusted, it didn't matter if they were open. He threw it anyway. Just trusting that Jordy would go get it. You know, to throw right. out. Just so, so lack of trust is, is part of that. Yeah. Right. And to throw um, out more platitudes, uh, you know, everyone used to talk about that Rodgers could throw people open. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see him doing that as frequently, especially outside of the pocket this year. With well, you might wonder if options. any of this has to do with a lack of confidence in his own ability on a bum knee. Yeah, I mean, obviously he does not look as comfortable running as he has in the past. And, uh, you know, it's it's very possible that he's not 100% healthy and he hasn't been for a couple And weeks. look, in two of the last three weeks, both Miami and Minnesota held him under 200 passing yards. When is the last time you've seen Aaron Rodgers go under 200 passing yards? Once. When have I seen the Miami Dolphins defense do anything? Under 200 yards uh, and now, you know, Aaron, with their uh, surgeons. <laughs> with the surgeons of Aaron Jones on this team, they're throwing the ball a whole lot less as well. Uh, before the bye, they were throwing the ball 42 times per game. After the bye, 31 times per game on average. Jones only started getting double-digit carries weekly after the bye. So there's some game script going on. In this game specifically, the Arizona Cardinals offense is anemic. Uh, David Johnson, yes, is touching the ball a lot more. But still, the offense can't get anything going. So it's not like they're going to have to force Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball a bunch. I think Jones has a huge day. And Aaron Rodgers really struggles. I think he's going to be a borderline quarterback one where he's kind of been all year. He's ranked quarterback nine since the his bye week in week eight, which is just absolutely unfathomable for somebody as talented as Aaron Rodgers based on what he's done in his career. But I think this week is just a continuation of that. Yeah. Jones is a good pick here because, like you said, Aaron Rodgers hasn't looked good, and he's got a tough matchup against Patrick Peterson. Yes. Hide your kids. The boys are flex trafficking again. Um, flex guys. Anybody got a running back they want to throw out as a flex guy that they think is worth rolling out? I do, and this is, and in my opinion, the the easiest answer, and I'll make it quick. Spencer Ware. <laughs> you don't even want to say why. I, 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 I mean, he's going to get all the work. It's all the work. And <laughs> really? Like you said, Andy, I mean, this guy has a proven track record of success. They were ready to build around him, as you said, and I mean... On it, and they're playing what the Raiders this week. I think it's, I think it's going to be a lopsided game. And you know, uh, honestly, we're getting towards the end of the season. I wouldn't be surprised if you see, maybe you know, I know it's only what week thirteen or whatever, but you're going to start seeing some of these people. These some of these teams leading the pack are going to start pulling maybe some of their starters if they're blowing people out pretty early. You might see Spencer Ware's no trend the tire right now. Give him the ball, see what he can do. Fresh legs, <laughs> yeah. Lots of fresh legs. <laughs> say, might, might, you might see them throw the ball a little bit less towards the end of the game. You know, they're not going to have Mahomes airing it out if they're up 30 points. So, yeah. I, I can't go wrong, Spencer Ware. Feels like you can't go wrong. I wish I handcuffed my my Kareem Hunt. I didn't, unfortunately. I've got a running back. Uh, how about Tariq Cohen? Tariq Cohen has outtouched Jordan Howard in the last four weeks, 55 to 54 that's not on the ground Howard is still getting his on the ground I think he's got 130 carries on the year Howard does which blew my mind when I looked at it because I just don't ever remember seeing him with the ball uh uh, Tariq Cohen is touching the ball uh quite a lot through the air quite a lot on the ground the Giants are awful they're giving up 138 yards to running backs and 10 end zone trips per game in the last six games they're just bad and Tariq Cohen is is just good 
let me tell you some statistical categories where he's excelled so far this year. He's top 15 in the league in fantasy points per game and fantasy points per opportunity, that is per touch. He's top 10 in the league in targets and catches for running backs. He's top 5 in the league in receiving yards, yards per touch, breakaway run rate, 9.1% of his touches or carries are breakaway runs. In game script, which means uh, he's a catch pass catching back, and this team is throwing the ball uh, to their running backs a whole lot more than anybody else. Light front carry rate, which means, you know, they know, everybody knows when Tariq Cohen comes in the game, they're not going to hand the ball off to him up the middle, so they're, they're dropping everybody back. He's running against five-man fronts, which is part of the reason he's doing so well. And he's top five in production premium, which is a stat that we said a lot during the offseason, and it just basically means compared to what everybody else in the league is doing in the average situation, he's just a whole lot better with the ball. Have you looked at splits, I mean, what he's produced in the first half or second half? I just think that catches. Uh, same, same thing with like Gabriel on that team, same thing with Miller on that team. Mm-hmm. All those those, those, those interesting in- guys produce a lot in the first half, and they disappear in the second half because that, that's the game screen. Um, no, I haven't looked at splits for halves. I'd be interested to know what Tariq Cohen looks like on split. Yeah. I got two other running backs here, folks. Um, one is a blast from the past called Derek Henry. Derrick Henry. Let me repeat that. Derrick oh, Henry. Jesus. Going against the Jets this week, folks. What the fuck? The Jets in their last five games, um, five running backs have gotten at 10 plus points per game. Um, they've given up 4.7 yards per carry and 11.1 perception and seven scores in those games. Um, the Titans are going to go up, and when the Titans are up, Henry and Lewis split carries 50 50. That's why I'm buying into Henry here. He's going to give you 10, 11, 12 points. He might even get you a touchdown. If you're lucky, he might even get you 18. Um, the other running back here is the same one that the good doctor mentioned earlier. It's Theo Riddick. Again, we said there's no on Johnson, no Marvin Jones. They only have Kenny Galladay. This team will be behind. They're going against the Rams. Um, since week 9, when he has been healthy, his targets per game have been 8, 7, 6, and 7. Um... There's a lot. There's going to be opportunities again. The Rams are going to be have a good rush between Donald. They're going to force dump offs by Stafford. It's a good time to play Theo Riddick. Hey, did you just piss in that toilet down there? Yeah. Did it flush? <laughs> nope. It's been broken for weeks. <laughs> All right. Well, I did my best. <clears throat> hey, just to answer your question earlier, this the well, first and, your shit. <laughs> the first and second half splits for Tariq Cohen. Receiving wise, there's almost no change. Receiving yep. yards, no change. Touchdown scoring, no change. But in the first half of games, he's had 48 carries to 17 in the second half. 187 yards rushing in the first half versus 90 in the second half. So he, still, he does get more opportunities the first half. Yes, carry, carrying the ball. Catching more the ball. opportunities. Yeah, about the same. No, I got another guy that I haven't talked about yet uh, as my other flex. Damn it. This is Josh Reynolds. It feels like a really obvious flex option. He's still only 43% owned in leagues for whatever reason. Please, if you're listening, go in your league and see if Josh Reynolds is still available. Less than half. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He was on bye last week. I get it. Go get him. He's had 13 targets, 122 yards, and two touchdowns in the last two games that he's played. Obviously, last week was bye, so it doesn't count. Five of the targets out of those 13 have been in the red zone. Okay. He's been to wide receiver 15 and 13 for fantasy purposes in the last two games he played. Why the fuck is he available in all these leagues? He led the wide receiver core in fantasy points for the Los Angeles Rams in week 11. 
That's that's huge. Well, you said it a couple of weeks ago. If you don't have a piece of one of these big three or four offenses, you're fucked. Josh Reynolds is a piece of, after Kareem Hunt's gone, maybe the biggest offense in the league. We saw what the Saints did last <laughs> week, right? Go get him. Put him out there. He's not just a piece. He's a piece that they're using as if Cooper Cup never left. Detroit is, is eh, middle of the road. Ten wide receiver touchdowns in the last six games given up by Detroit. We know that Darius Slay is going to play on the outside all game. He's going to be covering Cooks downfield. Um, that means shitty rookie cornerback Mike Ford is going to be covering Woods with some safety help. And that's going to leave Josh Reynolds in the slot facing this Nevin Lawson guy who's allowed six touchdowns in limited time and 117 passer rating, which isn't as bad as Marcus Peters, but it's still really fucking bad. So, Well, your point is, is pretty simple. that Josh Reynolds is a fabulous streamer option. Amazing. And yeah, any roster. I mean, he it, should be owned... And he yeah. will be. He will. You will put him in your starting lineup as a flex every week moving forward. I wouldn't be surprised if after this week he becomes a wide receiver two on most people's weeks. How many points is he go for this week? How many points is he going to go for this week in yeah. fantasy? Uh, I'm going to say this week he scores and goes for 80 on six catches. So 80 on six catches. And, that's and 11, two DDs. Just one. 18. I got him at 18 with my projection. 18 points. I'll bet you at 15, which it seems like I'll, a I'll take under 18. That's I'll a good bet. 15. No, no, no. You just said 18. I'm going under your, I your projection. I'm going to 18. I'm so going I'm under your projection. No, 15 is my, my overrunner. Pussy. I'm the pussy. <laughs> you let me know when you when you decide you want to make that. Do both of <laughs> I want to make that bet? I'm not Either. comfortable with that. Uh, I don't know. You, I can, just, you can bet for Bullfrog. No, nah, I think that you, well. He is a Detroit Lions fan. Yeah. So I think for him, I will take that bet. It's a <laughs> yeah. I like this. I like this. Next thing. Now that's a stream. Wiz, streaming quarterback. I'm going with Marcus Mariota. Playing against the Jets, so I think you picked him two weeks, three weeks ago. Um, last week he only had one incompletion. Last week against the Houston defense, which is a good defense. Stupid numbers. He and Philip Rivers both last week. Yeah. Huh? I don't. Okay. Philip Rivers did both same thing, right? One incompletion. Inc- insane. Of course, Rivers threw the ball a lot more. Yes. Uh, but I, I still think uh, Mariota, I think it was 24 out of 25 or something close to that. Would, like you said, ridiculously high. Um, in three of the last four games, he has gone for. 26 points. Mm-hmm. 26 points. That is a great streaming option. In your six-point scoring. Yes. Six-point. Exa- so if you look and it's not the same, that's what that is. Yeah. He's much more valuable, obviously, with six points. Um, but the Jets' defense is also atrocious. It's given up 19 TDs. Matt Barkley went for 252 yards and two TDs. Yes, folks, I said Matt fucking Barkley. Yes! Right. So that's Mariota that's not, is look, a good option. That's not week. to mention Sam Darnold comes back this week, which means there's <laughs> going to be more opportunities for the Tennessee offense because he turns it over a lot. And Tennessee has the most part is a good defense. Yeah, they, they, they they have fallen off a lot since the beginning of the year, but they're still passable. I've got, and I'm uh, I'm I'm just repeating myself from last week. Lamar Jackson is my streaming quarterback here. He did score a couple times last week, still fell outside the top 12 quarterbacks. I think he's got a good chance of falling inside this week, playing against the Atlanta Falcons, second worst 
defense in the league against quarterbacks and fourth worst against running backs. That's important because Lamar Jackson is both a quarterback and essentially a running back on his team. Atlanta's bad at everything. Expect Lamar Jackson to have a nice time. He did find the end zone two times last week with a passing and rushing touchdown. He threw the ball more as well, 25 times. Uh, he ran the ball a little bit less, only 11 carries compared to the 26, but he was still at 71 rushing yards. He's going to get you 50, 60-plus rushing yards. He's going to score a rushing touchdown. I expect this week for him to be right at about 200 passing yards and maybe two passing touchdowns. He's I'll bet you that. Atlanta's, Atlanta's bad. They're Atlanta's real bad. bad. Yeah. Two passing touchdowns? I think he'll have th- three total touchdowns. I will predict the under. On three touchdowns? It's a bet. It's a bet. Who sounds better? Yay! Look, if if he if he does <laughs> if he choice. does all that, he's going to be right around the quarterback ten. I think that puts him. That's a that's, that's a good chance for him to be. Uh, yeah, you do it a lot higher pitch than the wife does. <laughs> uh, all right, doctor, you got a streaming quarterback. I'm I'm personally streaming Lamar Jackson this week. I mean, Atlanta, like I just said, Atlanta's defense is awful. Yeah. I would not be surprised, honestly, if he has one or two really big running plays where you maybe see like a. Vintage, almost Michael Vick. We are still talking about Lamar pass. Jackson, folks. Great with the ball running. Great. Terrible. He had a 35.8 rating last week. He doesn't need it. He's, you, he's he has, the best running back, running quarterback you've seen since Michael Vick. If he throws, if he has a, if he throws against a shitty yards, defense, he's you know the receivers are going to be open. If he can just hit open receivers, get a 150 yards. Passing, maybe a passing touchdown, but I, I get the feeling he's gonna get, he's gonna bust a big run, 30, 40 yards for a touchdown. I'm sure he and will. And as a streaming hey, quarterback, that's gonna that's be great. enough. Hey, let's get weird with our streaming tight ends this week, shall we? Do you wanna, do you wanna start? As your name is probably a name that the people have heard before. Tyler Higby? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's my, he's my streaming tight end this week, going against Detroit. Yeah. Um, well, his last game before the bye week was against it was the arena football game against the Chiefs, where he had seven targets. He had six receptions, 63 yards, and I think it was approximately nine points. Um, one thing I guess I would caution listeners to be aware is Gerald Everett, who I think is a smokescreen, okay? He did have the he did have two TDs and four receptions. I just don't think that he has the same amount of opportunities as Tyler Higby. I would if I had the opportunity, I would play Higby over Everett. Yeah, the concern, like you said, though, is he may get a lot of targets, but when the when the end zone comes close, those targets go to Gerald Everett. They've been. Yeah, Higby's bigger, bigger. I think he's six six. Everett's six two or six three. I think Higby long term is a better option. And you did say you did say earlier tonight that uh, for the Indianapolis Colts that Ebron was being out targeted. But in the what was catching touchdowns, and in the wasteland that is the tight end position, touchdowns, touchdowns kind of rule the day. So, so you, are you guys saying that you'd rather have Everett? That's, I, that's would, I don't want either of those guys. Absolutely not. <laughs> you know who I want? My streaming tight end. This, this is. This, I don't know who the fuck this is. This is Matt Lacoste. He's a tight end on the Denver Broncos. So you're telling me you'd rather have Matt Lacoste for the Denver Broncos over a piece, a piece of the number two offense? Yes, yes. Here's what. Let me tell you why. Let me seems tell you dumb why. to me, listeners. First of all, we we know that Jeff Hireman, who is the Bullfrogs' favorite streaming tight end, he said that name at least nine times <laughs> on the season so far. He out, wasn't even picking tight ends anymore. Out on the IR. Uh, so Matt Lacoste. 
did step in after he went out and he was the guy. Uh, he's going to be the guy. There's nobody else there that they like at all uh, to play. <clears throat> and this is a team, the Denver Broncos, that likes a tight end. Uh, Hireman, as, as little as he's actually been able to produce, has had 48 targets on the year. That's third on the team, just behind Sutton's 52. Okay, so like he's getting targeted. The tight end position is getting targeted a lot. We know that Case Keenum... Hireman was getting targeted a lot. Well, the tight end position happened to be Hireman, yeah. Um, <coughs> Brian Parker is the other guy on this team, but Lacoste outsnapped him 27-9 after Hireman went out in that game. Uh, he scored last week, did Lacoste in relief after Hireman went out. And look, they're playing against the Cincinnati Bengals, and this is the reason I like him. Now, he is a starting tight end against the Cincinnati Bengals, the second worst team against tight ends. They're, the, they're like the worst team against pretty much every position there is this year. Second worst against tight ends. Tight ends have absolutely had their way against the Bengals' defense this year. And, and I think Matt Lacoste is, you know, he's relatively athletically talented. We know that he can catch a pass. We know that he can run a decent route. We know that the team is confident putting him out there. And we know that Case Keenum likes throwing it to the tight end. All those things combined to say if you're streaming a tight end, which we know fucking sucks. <laughs> But Matt Lacoste, who's 0% owned. Yeah, I would typically argue with you and tell you that you're an idiot, which we all know that you are. Except um, that. Except the fact that he is playing Cincinnati. That's. Uh, I mean, that, that, that's, that's a selling point here, is that Cincinnati is a garbage team. at every any, play, any team that plays against this team just gives you points. That's why we picked them. Are we making a bet, Matt Lacoste versus your Tyler Higby? Mm, I'm not sold. Maybe a little bit later. I don't know. We'll see. We're running out of shit. If you're not going to make that bet. You won't make any. That's what I'm saying. I've, I've made the most bets in the show <laughs> okay, so far. Okay, fine. That's fine. How about defenses? Good doctor, I'm going to make you pick one, so get on your fucking computer Okay, well, and find I, one. I can tell you who I picked up in our per, in our neighborhood league yes. this week. I actually picked up the uh, L.A. Rams oh, because oh. they were available. Um, we talked a little bit earlier about you know, is this defense for real when they have, you know, some people coming back off of injuries? Um, I, I don't know what the what Detroit is really thinking on the offensive end. They looked pretty anemic against the Bears, and granted the Bears have a great defense, but I I think this is this is the uh, I think this is the week that the Rams put it together and I'm thinking maybe at least one turnover. Um, and I don't know. I just don't think that Lions have the firepower to put up enough points to really, you know, the make Lions it not a good play. Garbage. All right, tell us about yours. I'm going to go with Carolina against Tampa Bay. Uh, I think Carolina's tech, same thing, forty some percent owned. Um, I just think it's the return of Jameis, which equals turnovers. Jameis has done every time that he actually starts, he looks like shit, and he turns the ball over. Yeah, and to be clear, if you're listening, Jameis is also a great start at quarterback because he's going to throw touchdowns and he's going to throw turnovers. <laughs> I think both of these, you can start both of these guys. Positive point production from your defense via turnovers. This week, I'm going to take the Colts. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, I, <clears throat> I really struggled between Tennessee, like I said earlier, Miami this week, and the Indianapolis Colts, who I picked last week as my streamer and they let me down. This week, they play the Jacksonville Jags. We talked about them earlier. Uh, their offensive line is beat up. I think they're missing two or three pieces on that line. Uh, they, <clears throat> they're running out a new quarterback, and that quarterback's name is Cody Kessler for the first time. In the same week that their starting star running back got suspended, and they fired 
their offensive coordinator. This is just a fucking shit storm for this offense. <clears throat> and this isn't a test is not necessarily a testament to the Colts defense, who's been okay this year. I think but another thing here. There's no way that that offense can do anything. They couldn't do anything with all those pieces there. They're also missing three offensive linemen. I did. That was the first thing I said. Oh, was it? Thank I was paying much. attention to you. I know. <laughs> so with with all those pieces there, they struggled. Now that all this has happened all in the same week, no chance. Forget about it. You've got to think the Colts have a chance. Like I said earlier, if you if you're looking at a streamer though, in my league. I am streaming defenses, and I didn't pick the Colts. I could have. I picked Tennessee, and I did it, like I said earlier, because of the rest of way. Tennessee gets the Jets, Jacksonville next week, the Giants, and the Redskins without their starting quarterback. There is no, as in my mind, no better defensive schedule through your fantasy playoffs, at least on a defense you could pick up. Maybe Denver has a better slate, but you can't get that defense. Um, so I actually am this streaming. This is a team that you would pick up and, and, and like you I, said, project I them. I am streaming Tennessee this week only because <laughs> I want them rest of way rather than the Colts rest of way. But I think the Colts have a better chance this week of performing. All right, studs. I'm going to piggyback off of Big Wiz's selection last week. Imagine that. Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Except I'm taking him the exact opposite way you did. <laughs> I like him to be the stud of the week. Hey, he's gonna he's gonna finish top three running backs this week playing against Tampa Bay, who's awful. He's coming off of his first 100 100 game, 100 yards rushing, 100 yards receiving. I think he's in line for another one against the league's worst scoring defense. You know that Tampa Bay second worst. Sorry, Tampa Bay has given up almost 31 points per game. A minute ago, you said Galladay's got 30 percent of his routes end in targets. targets yes. Christian McCaffrey has 30% of his team's offensive yards and offensive touchdowns this year. That's more impressive than 30% of his targets or routes ending in. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, we, both both sides of the table. We talk about opportunity, right? But those are real so things. much yes. opportunity against a fucking garbage defense. This is the perfect storm for CMC. Last week he did it against a, uh, in a worse situation than he's got this week for sure. I'm gonna keep it simple here. I'm gonna go with Todd. Fucking girly against the Lions. We've already talked about this game numerous times. The Lions are garbage. The Rams are good. Expect them to fucking pound the rock with Todd Gurley, and Gurley's going to get up points. Took us long enough to pick Todd Gurley in this segment, I think. To me, it's just, I want to win. I want to keep winning. We should have done it earlier, is what I'm saying. And, good doctor, your stud selection is. All right. I know some people have been doubting this player because he hasn't had the most spectacular last couple some weeks. Some huevos. I like you pulling but, some huevos um, out. Laying them on the table. Yeah, I think this is time for uh, for James Conner to put up another huge game. And I know I said earlier that, you know, the Chargers have a good defense or whatever, but James Conner has put up points against good defenses in the past. We talked about Baltimore in uh, on November 4th, what was that, week 9, uh, he put up almost 26 points against Baltimore's defense. So this is a guy who can, when fed the ball, especially since he's proven that he can catch out of the backfield really well, can put up mega points against even good defenses. I do think that, that just that disconnect with Antonio Brown, I, I can't imagine that they're going to throw the ball, what, 60 times again like they did against Denver. Uh I think he's going to put up points this week because he's an absolute monster. And How much of this has to do with the fact that you have him on your team? <laughs> you know, there's a little bit of bias, but, you know, he's all, I just, uh, I'm a big fan of him. You ready to play a game? 
Spiceness. Sure. Against Wiz? Let's do it. Wiz is bad at this game, so you got a good shot. All right. I'm he good did again. beat me last time we All played. Right. Yeah, but... I'm feeling it. Would you rather? All right, in this game, all we do is I'm going to give you two names at a given position. You tell me which one you think is worth playing this week, which one's going to outperform the other. We'll start at quarterback. Uh, and our quarterback options are, do you think, do, would you rather start Phillip Rivers or against the Pittsburgh Steelers or Russell Wilson versus the San Francisco 49ers? Russell Wilson. Oh, perfect, because I'm, I'm going to pick Phillip Rivers. Because if there's one thing that I think the Steelers, right, are not good at it's they're going to give up some big that defense is going to give up big plays, so expect that's his bread and, and butter. Watch the Williams brothers have a day. Uh, I was about to say those are, they have multiple deep threats. They're just going to. My concern with that in particular is the fact that there's no Melvin Gordon. We will see how Rivers looks when he can't dump the ball off. Eckler, you apparently said Eckler's not a a can't get it up. Agreed. Another quarterback pairing for you guys. We got Matt Ryan playing against the Baltimore Ravens. Or Kirk Cousins versus the New England Patriots this week. So these are quarterbacks that should struggle. Both uh, well, I I honestly think it's uh, I I think Cousins. I'm going to take Cousins in this. Uh, I think that's going to be a high scoring game. And I mean, the Patriots don't have a awful defense by by any stretch of the imagination. But against <laughs> a team that throws the ball a lot, like the Vikings have shown that they do this season. I mean, he's going to get a couple touchdowns, and, and Thielen and Diggs are. I mean, there's no. I don't think there's anyone on on the Patriots that's going to cover them consistently all game. Yeah, I'm going to go with Matt Ryan. Hmm. Um, I like Matt Ryan. There's just too many. He has the best receiver in the in the game with, with Julio, and then Ridley and Sanu, and everyone else associated with it. Um, I think Big Big Bill. On the other side of the Vikings game is going to take. I think he's going to take Diggs out of the game. You understand that Wiz walks around with a couple of inches of Bill Belichick's cock in his ass all the time, right? Oh, don't worry. I hear all about greatest coach of all time. Yes. We all know. We all know greatest football coach of all time, Don Shula. Thank you. No fool. What <laughs> <laughs> an idiot. All right, let's move to the running back position. Um, here's a, a young stud. That's Nick Chubb playing against the Houston Texans this week. Or do you prefer Dalvin Cook playing in that game that we just mentioned against the New England? I told you Cook is a can't-get-it-up guy. Yes, you did. Um, Chubb is the correct answer. My I going to pick the same thing? You me? are. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, 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 I'm chubbing it all the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just – Dalvin Cook just hasn't shown it to me yet, and I just think game script and just the way that offense has functioned is just going to work against him. Uh, and Nick Chubb has shown that uh, he's legit, so – he is legit. Do you like Gus Edwards playing against the Atlanta Falcons? No. Or do you like Spencer Ware this week filling in for your boy? Oh, Spencer! I like I said earlier, Spencer Ware all the way. Dude has proven track record. They're playing against the Raiders. The Raiders. Is Gus Edwards healthy? Gus Edwards is at this point going to play and get the start and be healthy enough right, to. Do I'll it. take Gus. Edwards. He practiced today. Okay, do you like Kenyon Drake? Your Miami boy versus the Buffalo Bills. Remember, the Bills are a great defense, except that they can't stop the running game. Or do you like Shady versus the Miami Dolphins? I think the correct answer definitely is not Shady McCoy. I would definitely go with Kenyon Drake. You know, as 
this is where the you know the homer in me steps out. I just can't not pick Kenyon Drake. I love him as a player. Of course you can. Uh, and uh, I know it's it's uh, you know the Dolphins are uh, they specialize in disappointing their their fans. So I I expect to be wrong what on a this. Sad sap. But um, yeah, I uh, and I'm a little concerned, obviously, but uh, that the, the Bills are I don't know for some reason just the Dolphins just find a way to screw things up. But I'm hopeful. Taking Drake. All right, wide receiver position. Do you like Juju Smith-Schuster versus those Chargers? Or do you like Robert Woods playing against the Detroit Lions? These are two. Oh, oh I'm taking taking Woods all the way. Oh, okay. uh, I uh, there's some decent players in the Lions' uh, defensive backfield, but, but they just have not shown up. How many targets did this year? Juju Smith-Schuster have last week? I think the number was seventeen. Seventeen. Same, but. Also playing a different defense, uh, I honestly think they're gonna—they're not gonna throw the ball sixty times like they did sure. last time. Uh, and then, yeah, I... Wiz, did we get your pick on this one? I'll also take Robert Woods. I—I'm—I support the good doctor. Darius Slay will line up against Brandon Cooks. I think Robert Woods goes off. Okay. All right, we got uh, Josh Gordon playing against those Minnesota Vikings, or uh, Calvin Ridley. Against the Ravens. Hmm. Okay. I need a minute on this. This is the first one I, I can't make a snap decision on. Josh Gordon against Xavier Rhodes or Ridley going against... You think Josh Gordon's going to man up on Xavier Rhodes? I was almost yeah. thinking that he would um, take Adam. No. I will, I will go Ridley. Ridley knowing that Jimmy Smith will go up against Julio. You know, just to be different, I'll take contrarian. Uh, yeah, I'll t- yeah, I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take Flash. Okay. Uh, um, I think uh, at least in what I've seen this year, Brady's willing to take shots deep to him, and all it takes is one big play to make a game. So, yeah, Ridley's a one big play too guy. All right, uh, how about this one, Adam? I know who you're going to pick already. The good doctor there, uh, Adam Humphreys, who's been a, a Surprise of late versus those Carolina Panthers, or do you prefer a Mike Williams against the Pittsburgh Steelers? Mike Williams, yeah, thoughts? big play threat, and I just I do not trust <laughs> that Steelers defense to not give up big plays. Philip Rivers is coming off an amazing game. I would also take Mike Williams. I I don't trust Jameis Winston. Okay, all takes is one play, one big play. There we go. That is uh who you, would you rather? We don't have a who you got. Bullfrog Bullfrog picked. I think he picked the Colts. We think he picked the Colts this week. He's not here though, so fuck him. Hey, good doctor, thanks for coming, man. I appreciate you being here. It was great. I hope you had a good time. It was amazing. I think your uh, your advice was only moderately bad. Well, that's better than yours. Well, that's I have a better, better record than both of you in of, our neighborhood leagues. So of late. I'm, I'm about to make the playoffs scoreboard. in the neighborhood league over you. So all right. it's, it's all good, buddy. We'll see. We'll talk about it next week. Hey, you peed in my broken toilet. So, uh, <laughs> so fuck off, okay? Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Do us a favor by subscribing on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, and share our Facebook page. And leave reviews everywhere to let people know just how much you love us. We'll see you back next week to make more of your fantasies come true.